Welcome to episode 24 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Florence Foster Jenkins and Anthropoid, as well as discussing our favorite seven films and debating Margot Robbie versus Jennifer Lawrence. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Ozzy, how are you doing, man? I am doing okay, man. How are you doing? Uh, a little frustrated. <laughs> Don't have a cell phone right now, so <laughs> I am, like, deprived at the moment. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. Hopefully, I'll have a new phone by Wednesday, and that'll be that. All this or, man does well, I mean, is tweet, okay, guys? <laughs> well, all this man okay. does. <laughs> um, I guess by the time people are actually hearing this, it will be at least Wednesday. So, by then, just be happy in the fact that knowing I have my phone. Hey, there. At least you have that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, I tried calling you today. You didn't pick up. I'm well, almost like you went to go fix it. Doesn't freaking work. But anyway, <laughs> let's get right into things here. Um, let's start with Florence Foster Jenkins. We saw this on Saturday, and this is a movie that I think was completely elevated by Meryl Streep's performance. And I'm just going to get right into the positives here. Um, this is a movie. If you don't know what it's about, it's about. Um, Florence Foster Jenkins. Florence Foster Jenkins, who is who was a wealthy person back in what was it, the forties, I believe, nineteen forties. Yeah. yeah, it was in the forties, and took place she, during the yeah. World War Two era. Yeah, um, it was in the forties, and she was basically a music lover and sponsored a lot of people musically, and she just loved music, and she also tried to sing, and she was not very good. <laughs> And that kind of leads to a lot of comedy in this movie, which I think Meryl Streep performs perfectly. And I think the first positive I have listed here is just Streep. That's all I wrote down. That's it. Because (laughs) she is just so, so good in this movie. She reminds everybody that she is the Streep monster. She is the perennial Oscar-nominated actress. And she's just so fantastic in this movie. Yeah, I think every role that she really takes on, she is amazing, to well, be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, but she this is awesome. Is, this and is she one. Really, yeah, oh. she did a fantastic job in this movie. I mean, she does, she's an amazing singer. Everybody knows that. But the fact that she can also <laughs> pretend that yes. she's a very horrific singer, it was so funny and it was great to see. And yeah. I loved, I loved seeing her on screen. Every time she was on screen, which was a lot, I was really glued to the screen. Because mm-hmm. she did, she did a really good. She did a really good job in this movie. She, she ele- like this is what I was trying to say <clears throat> at the beginning, and I completely failed that. She elevates a good movie into a great movie, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but for me, that's what she does. That's what the power of her performance in this movie. It is just, it's mind blowing how good she is. <laughs> like I just, I, I really, really just loved her in this movie. Um, she just makes you care about her, right? Yeah, I mean, I really did care about her. Yeah. Um, I think another one of my positives is okay. generally the whole cast did a pretty good job, in my okay. opinion. Um, another yeah. standout performance for, for me was um, Simon Helberg, who played the pianist. I, I, we'll talk about him <laughs> down the line. I, I liked his performance at times. I thought there were moments of comedic genius. But we'll get into the rest of what I thought. I did think there were some moments that I wasn't a big fan of. Agreed. Agreed. Um, But yeah, I do agree. The performances were fantastic in this movie. Um, Hugh Grant was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have slight issues with his character, but um, overall, his performance was fantastic. It's the best I've seen him in seen him in a while, actually. Um, Overall, this movie is just funny. I mean, it's just fun. It's got a lightheartedness to it, and it's just a enjoyable to watch. (laughs) Yes, it does have its serious moments, just due to the actual story, but it's, it's, it's a really fun movie. It's an enjoyable watch. Would you disagree? Agree? Um, I think it's a fun watch. I think it is a, a good watch and mm-hmm. you do really care for Florence. Yeah, you do. And, and I, I can relate to her because, you know, I, we both love movies and I personally love the create, the creativity of making the film mm-hmm. and acting and stuff like that. So the fact that she was a lover of, of the, the arts, arts yeah. is is something that really connected me to that character in particular, mm-hmm. and 
the fact that, you know, she was singing not because, you know, she knew she she thought she was like the hundred percent best or anything, but yeah. she did it because she loved music. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just generally speaking towards the actual lady and, you know, yeah. the character. So I thought it was um, really good. And that's really mm-hmm. what gravitated me towards the movie. And that's what really made me like the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I can agree with you that Meryl Streep actually really did help elevate this movie to another level. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the movie was pretty good. It's, it's What about the comedy in the movie? Did you Was that a positive for you or a negative? It was a positive for me. There, there were some times where it was a bit of a mess, but there yeah. was overall, it was a good, it was a good, uh, it, it hit, mm-hmm. it hit most, most of the time for me speaking. I think what this movie does brilliantly is that it makes you, it puts you in situations where it's impossible not to laugh. Like it's just really funny moments. And then at the same time, like right after they'll hit you, like the people who are laughing are jerks, like the people in the movie who are laughing are jerks. So you're just like, Am I a jerk for laughing? Like, it makes you think that while you're watching the movie. And I'm just like, that is great. Because it's so... It, I mean, there were some really funny moments. And like you said, Meryl Streep was fantastic in those moments. And it's just like... And then they hit you with it like, am I a jerk for, asking, for laughing at this? Like, what? So I did think that movie did this... Or that movie accomplished it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, the characters. Um... I think their relationships were all kind of pretty complex and layered. Like, especially the relationship between Florence and her husband, played by Hugh Grant. I think their relationship, while, while I did have, again, I did have issues with the husband's character overall, but his relationship with her and how much he cared for her and how much he respected her, even when things didn't look or weren't as nice as they could have been or looked on the outside, you could still tell that there was a care or an emotional connection between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really weird with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to just get into a negative? Yeah, we negatives. One of the things I did not like about his character um, was his, the relationship that he had with Rebecca Ferguson's character. Um, she played, <clears throat> was she, that Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah. That oh was my Rebecca gosh. Ferguson. Yeah. She actually did a I really didn't good, even she did a her. great job in this movie. I have to she say. was great. She's one of my, she was great. <laughs> yeah. That, she was actually Mission played by Impossible, Rebecca. Yeah. She was, she okay. was played by yeah. Rebecca Ferguson. Breaking she played, news to me. <laughs> she played Kathleen. Yeah. Um, I had a, that was like a weird relationship to, for me. <laughs> it was, it, it, it kind of. Like I was confused for his like I think in like the first like like yeah. first act or two acts yeah. like I was really confused and was like okay like how are yeah. you using her do you yeah. care for her and that was really confusing I mean they they ended up really explaining it in the third act yeah. really smooth try to do it smoothly kind of but at the same time like he still comes okay we're gonna try not we're trying not to spoil anything here but in all reality this is a true life story so i mean we can't really spoil anything but we're still trying to be vague here yeah um (laughs) but there's things that the has the character hugh grant's character does in this movie that make him just it's hard to root for him it's hard to like he comes across as a jerk a lot of times and I don't know. It just made me not like him. And I feel like the movie wasn't necessarily trying to make you not like him. It, it just happened. And I, I I don't know. I did not like some of the things that his character did. And again, yes, this is a true story. How much of this is actually true? I don't know. I haven't actually read into the story. But I, I don't know. It, I just struggled with his character. Because at times I was like, I really like you. And I like your relationship with your wife. And then there were times when I was just like, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it was really confusing. Yeah. You just didn't know really. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't really root for him. Yeah. Anytime I really could root for him was when they were making fun of his wife and he would stand up for her. Yeah. But that's really, like, one of the only okay. times I really could do it. I mean, I would say that it was a really unique relationship that mm-hmm. he had with his wife. Um, yeah. You could tell. I mean, I, I'll give him this. I mean, you could still tell that he really did care for her in mm-hmm. the end. That... Um, oh, what he did, yeah. yeah, like for like what, why he was doing what he was doing was basically like she, she was, and it, 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 it's in the movie, like I think yeah. it's in the trailer, like she was sick, you know, yeah. so 
he did what he did so that she could be alive. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't know if it was for a selfish act or if it was because he actually still loved her. I, I think they make it clear because, by the end. Because in the movie, he kind of goes and yeah. he's just like, well, you know, she's here because she does this. And I was like, yeah. douche. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from there. But I do think there are a lot of great dialogue moments that it really lay it out how much, how great their relationship is. Um, yeah. There there are moments where, like, even with Florence, things that she did for him in the past, where he, she, it's just so, subtly thrown in there, and it's just like, oh, so now I can see how this relationship would work. Um, so I, I did appreciate that. Um, before we move into the rest of our negatives, I forgot to throw in one, one more positive here. The... And this is, I think it's important because it's going to be the opposite for our next movie that we're reviewing is the cinematography. I thought the cinematography in Florence Foster Jenkins was great. They, they completely, every time they showed a shot of like 40s New York, I was like, that is 40s New York brought to life. And even some of the CGI that they had to do to make that work, I thought it was done flawlessly. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. It was really shot well and yeah. they did really respect the, Time era at the time. The yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> time era of the time. The time era of the time. No, the. Um, it's kind of late. The it's timeline. Right. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to the rest of our negatives there. Sorry for the little detour. Um, this is what I was talking about with the pianist character. Signed um, by play by the, so Simon Helberg. Yeah. Cos, I, he, Cosmo, I think it's yeah. it. Cosme, whatever. Yeah. He had some moments there's one moment in an elevator right after he first hears Florence sing that I was laughing just so (laughs) like his reaction was fantastic but I do think he overacts a lot in this movie the the actor and there's a lot there's actually quite a bit of overacting in this movie and that's just kind of an overarching complaint I have and I think that overacting like in a comedy can work and this is it's a dramedy. It's got a lot of comedic elements and it's definitely got a lot of drama in it. But I don't think this movie was necessarily like, if you're going to go overacting, you got to go quirky. And I don't think this movie was necessarily quirky. It was just, it was, it was a fun movie, but I don't think it was, I wouldn't describe it as quirky. And that's why I don't think it necessarily meshed with some of the overacting that was in it specifically from the character of Cosme. Do you uh... disagree? The only problem I had with his character was just I didn't understand why he was like really kind of strange. It's really it. I guess but- that was really that's what really one of the negatives for me. Like he act like just some of his actions in the beginning, and like it just it looked like he was kind of a fishy character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean from like what he was doing, but they never really dove into that in a sense. Yeah. I, and that I, was that I was one more. of the, that was one of the negatives for me at least that was like probably one of the only negatives for me in his character. I mean, I really didn't have any problems with his acting per se. I, I did think there was a bit of overacting in this movie, and I don't necessarily hold it against them because, like I said, there's a lot of comedic elements in the movie, and you're going for if you're going for it, go for it. But I just don't think a lot of it worked. Um, not a lot of it, but some of it didn't work. Uh, also. The, the, these two kind of, I've got two more negatives here, and they kind of run together for me. The cl- big climactic scene, right? You see the beginning of it or the very first second of it in the trailer where she's about to sing for Carnegie Hall, right? Mm-hmm. I, there was just something off about it. Like, did you did you think that scene worked? Because for me, I was just like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I don't think... It was as climactic, like it didn't feel as climactic as it should have because maybe because she, like, it didn't go as smoothly as you're expecting necessarily. Yeah, I mean, what I, I was expecting her to sound like Meryl Streep 100%. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, After because the entire movie? Yeah, because, you know, I mean, not like, that's, not like, that would not be like way the too entire, not like the, not like the entire movie, but like, no, I mean, but they made it seem like, After like something- watching the entire movie, you still thought she was going to sound great? I thought she was going to sound better than what she sounded, I, at least decent. I was not expecting that at all. I mean, from my end, because they made it seem like this was, like, the night, like, everything was going to go down tonight. Like, she, it's either the whole world is going to either hear, like, this is the first time, like, everybody's literally going to hear her mm-hmm. in public. 
So I was either thinking like, okay, she, either she's literally going to pull it off somehow in a miracle. God's going to drop down, give this woman the voice <laughs> of an angel, and she's going to just have everyone in awe. I, I don't know. That's what I that's what I was thinking was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know I'm probably in the way minority there, but... I, I was mean, not thinking that at all. What were you thinking? I, I knew it was not going to go necessarily well, but I just don't think the scene flowed. I thought because I of some of the events that took place in the movie, like let's continue to not try to spoil this movie, but a lot of the thing, the events that took place in that scene kind of stopped the move or stopped that scene from flowing properly. It just was like, Oh, and then stop. And then it's like, uh, and then stop. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, I do. I do have a problem with that scene. One of the things that happens in that scene by a character made no sense to me whatsoever. Agreed, it did not work with her. Like that <laughs> it did character not work with her character whatsoever. Because I don't even it think didn't, she, it, fit, it didn't add up because from what happens in the beginning of the movie with that character, it does not make any sense for what she what that character does <laughs> later. Um, so I I definitely agree with you there. Um, I was just like, what? You at all, people? What? And then finally, the ending, I think it kind of fizzled to an end. I don't think it necessarily um, knew where to stop or how to stop. I just, I don't know, something, it kind of slowed down and just felt like, okay, let's finish it off. It could have ended a little bit quicker. I agree. That's all I'm going to I can agree with you there. Um, All right. Let's score this movie. What do you got, Ozzy? I got a solid 7.1. 7.1. That is way lower than me because, like I said, Meryl Streep, I, her performance is what makes this movie what it is. I, I do think, and it's definitely, there's, a, like I said, it's a fun movie. Lots of fun and to be had in this movie, but then Meryl Streep comes in and makes the movie great, which is why I'd say it's an 8. 8 out of 10. I... I get, like I said, she makes a good movie great, and that's what pushed me over the edge. It's just her performance is so good. Do you think she'll get nominated for this movie? Um, I think she has a chance, but I just have to see what else comes out this year. Well, yeah, I mean, I obviously, mean, but I do but think I do think she has a chance. I mean, I think it's a really, strong possibility. I mean, she really made me care for this character. Yeah. Um, I thought this movie was an okay movie for me. You know, because mm-hmm. this is generally this is not my kind of movie. But I did enjoy myself in this movie, and she did really elevate me to a to a good movie. Yeah, and um, I think she. This is honestly a character that that I really ended up really yeah. caring for. So I think I, she does have a chance of getting an Oscar. Yeah, well, getting nominated. Well, at least. you're not getting. Well, yeah, at least getting nominated. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep has gotten nominated for basically doing nothing. Like, I mean, not, I mean, she, she's gotten to the point in her career over like recently, not even recently for a long time where she can like come on screen and literally just make popping noises with her mouth and she would get an Oscar nomination. Like she, okay. I wasn't the biggest fan of into the woods and even the people who were big fans of into the woods would not say that she deserved an Oscar nomination for into the woods and she got one. So that's what I'm saying. Like she was okay in that movie, but she got nominated. So Probably this disagree is agree with all of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just um, around. But she was great in this movie. So that's why I think it's a strong possibility. She, unless something comes out that'll, or unless a couple performances come out that blow people away, she's going to get nominated. I agree. All right. Let's move on to the second movie we saw or the fourth movie that we saw this weekend. Really? <laughs> Anthropoid. <laughs> Carlos, um, what, do you, what do you have to say about the title? Uh, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not necessarily a horrible title. I just don't like that word. I don't like that it ends in poid. The more I say it, I just can't say it. I'm just like anthropoid. That disturbs me <laughs> for some reason. It's weird because both of these movies, the one that we saw, yeah. actually, they both take place during World War II. It's <laughs> so true. Yeah, like, it's really weird. Um, so. but, yeah, I've decided that, like, you know how a lot of people hate the word moist? I think anthropoid is, like, my moist because i don't hate the word moist but i do not like the word anthropoid for some reason i have never heard of anybody saying that they don't like the word moist uh, there's a lot of people that don't like the word moist but I anyway either go out more and meet those people more because <laughs> all right well this is a movie like ozzy said set in world war ii it's basically about um these two czechoslovakian um, men who travel back into their country after 
quite a while after it has been taken over by Nazi Germany, and they go to Prague to basically assassinate the third highest ranking member of the Nazi government. And this is a very depressing movie. (laughs) Um, It's... I... Again, this is another one that's based on true life events, and this is actual history. So, I'm, we're not going to worry too much about spoiling this one because this is more like mainstream history. Um, all right, well, let's get into the positives here. Let's start with the positives. Ozzy, what do you got? I think the performance in this movie were actually pretty good, pretty Agreed. solid. Um, I think a standout one for me would probably be Cillian Murphy, who did play mm-hmm. Joseph Gab. The opposite, if that's how I'm pronouncing yeah. the name right. Well, let's not worry about pronouncing the actual yeah. names. Um, I think he did a pretty good job. He really did. His character was really the one who stayed on, who stayed on point. You know, he, he was, I would consider him back then, like a, probably like a European Batman or in a sense, yeah. cause well, he was really focused on yeah. his goal. He was mm-hmm. focused on like, he, he knew what was going to happen yeah. after he expected it. At, he expected things to happen um, after like he was just, that was his goal. He didn't care about anything else. He just wanted to focus on the mission. That's what to an extent, it, it, his character development and character development is something I'm going to mention in our positives. But he had a great character arc. Um, one thing, I, like I completely agree with you with the performances. I thought all around everybody's performance was everybody's performances were great. For I mean, there was a couple things that bucked me here or there, but overall the performances were great. Killian Murphy, like like you said, he was the best part, best performance in the movie. Maybe with the girl that he gets paired with, she was she was really good too. She might be second my second favorite performance of the movie. Um Killian Murphy, if you don't know, he was the one who played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. So that's just for a frame of reference for anybody who doesn't recognize that name. Um but yeah, he was fantastic. The other guy, um Jamie Dorman. Yeah, he was really good as well. Um I do think I had a little issue with one scene that Jamie Dorman was in, but we'll get there because uh, I think there's a bigger issue that was affecting that um, scene overall. Um, but I would say the story is actually the big, like, I mean, this is a great story. And yes, it can be depressing at times, but you can't deny that this was a great story. And you just, the, the fact that these got what these guys were came in to do and then, how the story ends. It's like, because I do think there's, we're going to get to this in our negatives, but I do think there were some pacing issues, but once it gets to where the story's going, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe that some of this actually happened and you read about it. It did. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing I'm going to say about this movie. They really show like the brutality of war, agree. They show it really well, and how it and affects people. Exactly, and how this and this war in particular affected people. This they and they also do a great job of really showing how ruthless how ruthless these Nazis were. Mm-hmm. Like they would go to the extreme, and I know we, I know this generation tends to take things for granted, and you know we we see stuff on the news where it's like oh whatever you know this is happening, like we take it for granted or. But to you know, to really see it on the screen and just just to know that there are crazy people out there today still doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and you know they really do show like how ruthless this that Germany was back in the yeah. day with, with the Nazis taking over. Yeah. So it was they did a really great job at executing that. Yeah. Um, I would also say the tension. They there are some some sequences in this movie where you're just like on the edge of your seat, like. Like, is this going to work? Like, are they going to be able to do this? And when they actually, because obviously we just said that they're going in planning on assassinating the third man in charge of basically the third highest member of the Nazi government. And so obviously there's a sequence where they try to do that. And it, it's a great sequence. And then everything that happens after you're on the edge of your seat because you're just like, are they going to get caught? What's going to happen? Like, did, did it work? Like they just, they leave you on edge and they hold out those things so well. Um, and a lot of the, from the first scene, really, like I thought they built tension even when they first landed in Czechoslovakia again. And they're basically trying to get back in get into Prague. Um, I, that, that first stop that they make is really like, you're like, 
what it, I know what kind of movie we're in for now. <laughs> um, so I did really like the tension that they were able to build through some of these really dark things that were happening. So, yeah, agreed. Um, I would also say this is my last thing, unless you got anything else, we can yeah. move into the positives after the, or the, the negatives, negatives after this. Um, but the, I've already kind of mentioned it, but the ending to this movie, I, that was one of the best sequences I've seen all year. It, it was incredible, incredibly shot, incredibly paced the, the end sequence of this and great, fantastic acting. Um, just, it was so, so well done visual. The visual effects were great. Like it just, you could feel like you felt like you were in that situation with them. Um, and then the, at the end, they kind of showed you some actual like facts about the actual events that took place. And that made it even more like you felt it even more because, to know that that happened and not only for like that 20 minute segment that you just watched, but that went on for eight hours. Yeah. Six hours so, or six, sorry, whatever. Yeah. But that's a lot. <laughs> and that really made me even grow a bigger appreciation for that scene. Um, I thought it was done fantastically. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, let's move on to our negatives here. Uh, I mentioned it in our previous review this the cinematography i was not a fan of it i think a lot of the like i said that they kind of reconstructed 40s new york fantastically and um i don't even know if it's fantastically a word whatever <laughs> <laughs> they, they reconstructed it great in florence foster jenkins they did not necessarily reconstruct prague or during for that time period very like there were a lot of moments where they sh- would show the city and i'm just like that looks so fake yeah it looked <laughs> like i was watching assassin's creed um so yeah that, that was and then there were a lot of um a lot of really tight shots and it just felt like so i, I was feeling claustrophobic at times just watching <laughs> some of the I, I was not a fan of the cinematography at all in this movie Agreed. um that was definitely something that kind of dragged it down a little bit for me. Yeah, some of the editing, too. Agree, agree. Um, and editing kind of plays into my next negative here is the overall pacing of this movie. It starts off really strong. Like, I thought that we're going to have a pretty good pace here. They get into the city, and then boom, boom, boom. But then they kind of rush through things a lot of the character development while i really did like it at times i thought that the character development was rushed for a lot of the characters especially um jamie dorman's character and the girl that he's with like i think you even said in the theater did you not like hasn't it been like two days <laughs> like, yeah it was just like, like things uh, happen and you're just like what what how I don't think it was either edited properly or we didn't have enough room to breathe with these characters at times to where you can accept that these characters are developing at this rate. It just felt like things were happening and really quickly. And you're just like, what is going on? It did not um, seem, it didn't feel like as long as the time period as I think it was maybe meant to feel like. Yeah, the time period. They don't. They don't really explain the time period. They just really the timing of it all. Yeah, they yeah. just really go from scene to scene. And that and Am's like, it's been like four days. I think like, <laughs> <laughs> you're already asking yeah. me to do this. Like, what it, do you mean? So, there were times when it felt like the characters were acting like they had been planning for months, but then if it didn't feel like to us months, they weren't displaying that properly. I don't know. It was just really oddly paced. And then, like I said, um, at about the halfway point of the movie, it kind of really slows down. Yeah, this movie to me really, really dragged. In the second act, in the second or third act, especially the second half of the movie, just overall, really slows down. And then, like I said, picks up at the end. The last picks scene up is the fantastic. Last, like, Thirty minutes, but like it, you, you, but thirty. It, it's just the getting there was kind of rough was, a little bit. Yeah, I was tr- trying hard to stay awake because like <laughs> it was really a drag, mm-hmm. and it made me not care for some of these characters, which it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because, like we agreed, these performances were amazing, but it made me not care for some of these characters as much. Mm-hmm. I mean. We can agree that the like the like the final act was really yeah. good, but 
if it takes me like if it takes that long like if it, it feels, felt it's like, like it, 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 it this is a two hour movie but I felt like that whole thing was like an hour and a half <laughs> because I'm just like dude what I, I'm not as forever? I don't think it's as drastic as that but I I get where you're coming from um you mentioned the performances there's one issue I had with it and I do think that maybe it goes into the rush character development a little bit um. But there's a scene with Jamie Dorman's character where they kind of set something up with something that he has an issue with. And then there's a scene later in the movie where he does, it happens again, but to a higher degree. And he, I think it felt like, I know I'm using this word a lot today. I don't know why, but overacting, it felt like he overacted that scene a little bit. And I just, I can't tell if it, if it was just, he overacted it a little bit and he put it a little over the top or if maybe there was something that I felt maybe if there was another thing leading up to that, that it, that would have felt more justified, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I personally think if there was something else, maybe it would have felt more justified. I don't think anybody was overacting in that movie. But Personally. I, it was just that scene in particular. I felt like that was a little over the top. I was just like, okay, if this is happening, why is he even here? <laughs> like, you know? Um, I don't know. It just, that something about that didn't work. I do think that there, there should have been a little more, uh, just a little more buildup would have really helped me buy into that scene. Um, so that's just a small complaint I, that I had, but it just speaks to the overall issue of like a little bit rushed character development. Like I said, there's great character development with Killian Murphy and the girl... What's her name? I can't... I don't know. But the girl that plays his love interest in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, their character development is fantastic. Great pace and everything. But there's some other Her name is Anna. I don't know. The, the actress who's played her is called An- Anna Gilervoke. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. So I'm so sorry for yeah. pronouncing your last name wrong. But... <laughs> She is, uh, she plays Lenka. Yeah, Lenka. That's her character. She plays Lenka. Um, but I thought their relationship was great. It's the other relationships in the movie that were really rushed at times. Um, alright. Unless you got anything else to throw in there, you want to move into our ratings of this movie? Yeah, what do you rate this movie, Carlos? I really was struggling with this movie because it, it was really, like, at times it really had me, and then there were major pacing issues with it. A lot of rushed character development. And then, and I was like, I don't know. And there were times when it went really, really dark and really, really depressing. And I was like, that came out of nowhere. Like, the movie is not happy necessarily at any point, but it took it to another level of darkness at times. Where I was like, oh, where did this come from? Like, the entire <laughs> movie was not this dark and you just threw this at us. Um, and I was really struggling with that. But then the end scene happened and I'm just like, dang. So to me, because just of the strength of that end scene, the performances, and really there were a lot of sequences in this movie that I really liked. It's a good movie. I, I will say that and I will recommend people see it. So I'm at a 7.2. 7.2? Yeah. I'm going to saw it 7. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, well, there you have it, guys. That's that. I know I give like a whole preamble to my ratings and then Ozzy just throws it at you. And it's no, like, I mean, it was, it was a good movie. I, I generally enjoyed it. You don't it, have to do what I'm doing. I'm just I'm saying, just saying dude. Our if, people normal, want, no, if, people want, if people want to know why, okay. it's a seven. Um, to me, it's, it's just, it's just a good movie to me because the, it was so, to me, it was really dragging on. I don't know if it was because we watched it like at ten thirty at night, mm, but, but um, I, I think it's it felt, fair complaint. It, was, it was to me, it felt really dragged on. It's not an okay movie though because mm-hmm. the last thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes of this movie alone, they were extremely intense. Yeah, arguably one of the most intense movies. One of the arguably one of the most intense last thirty forty minutes I've ever seen in the movie <laughs> this year alone. So that, like, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm laying yeah. down at Regal. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it I was crazy. We'll definitely agree with you there. This was this was sort of like another fury because Fury was a good mo- was a great movie to me. Agreed. This was like another fury to me. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. So, yeah. 
yeah, I recommend this movie. Definitely. You guys should check it out. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment here. What we're going to do is um, there was a hashtag going around Twitter today, the day we're recording, which is on Monday. Um, There was a hashtag going around Twitter today. Hashtag fave seven films. And we're because everyone was just throwing them around recklessly on Twitter today. We're like, we can do that. So we're going to do it on the podcast today. <laughs> and this is not something you should hold us to. And this is favorite, by the way. We're not saying these are the five best films ever made. These are our personal favorites. Or seven best films ever made. These are our personal favorites. And again, we threw these together in like five minutes. So, hey, <laughs> cut us some slack. Here we go. Hashtag five favorite or fave seven films. Ozzy, what's your number seven? Let's count them down. Sing Street. What? Are you insane? Sing Street was a great movie. I mean, it was, but that was like arguably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, man. That's in, that's crazy. A high phrase from Ozzy for <laughs> Sing Street. So if you have not seen Sing, Guys, seen Sing see Street, this movie, especially if you're it. an older brother. You need to see all. this see movie. It. You need to see this movie. Look, like, I'm not going to argue with you on this movie, but I just amazed that it's one of my seven. It, like I wouldn't have. Like, I wasn't even going to see. I didn't even hear about this movie until Carlos was like, "Yo, I'm going to see it. If you want to come, you can come. I don't really care." And I was like, "All right, I'll go." And I actually really ended up liking this movie. Another reason why like, you should see more indie movies. I'll see. I see a lot more in the movies than I used to, so shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my number seven is going to feel really random. But, hey, this whole list is probably going to feel really random. Uh, Zoolander. What? It is my favorite comedy of all time. I don't normally like that kind of humor, but there's something about that movie that just hit the right chord with me at the right time when I saw it, and I loved that movie. And it is just so hilarious. (laughs) This is, I mean, Ben Stiller is perfect in that movie. His direction is great. I, I just, I really, I just, I laugh every time I think about it. It's one of those movies where if I'm not doing anything and I'm just trying to fall asleep, like I'm just going to watch something as I'm falling asleep, I put it in Zoolander, like I turn on Zoolander because it's on Netflix. I'm just like, pop that on right there. And I just, I watch it all the time because it's so great. So there's that. Ozzy, what's your number six? Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Are you, uh, okay. <laughs> Your list is going to have a lot of recency bias, I feel. Uh, no, I got a few classics in here. Okay. All right. Well, do you have any reason why that, that one over the rest of the Mission Impossibles or any other spy movie for that matter? First of all, Rebecca Ferguson is one of the best parts in that movie. Oh, she agreed. adds... She's like the Ethan Hunt, like the female Ethan Hunt of that movie. She mm-hmm. is definitely someone that you're like interested in getting to know. Yeah. And like, I think like I've, like I've talked about this before, adding Simon Pegg to, the, to like that franchise was definitely a smart move. That was I the think. one before that though. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's why I said, fran- I said yeah. franchise in general. Um, but I think just definitely you you do get more of a one on one with Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise, and I just think the sequences in this movie, the action sequences in this movie were fantastic. Not to say that the other ones weren't, but I think these were fantastic. Um, definitely, I just really loved this movie. It was definitely one of my favorites of the year. Of that year, fair enough, fair enough. Action was great. <laughs> All right, uh, my number six is going to be. A movie that I have the poster for this movie, and I I have a lot of Star Wars posters, a lot of Game of Thrones posters. This one of the only like just random movie posters that I have. Rocky. I think it's one of the best sports movies of all time. I think uh, Sylvester Stallone is brilliant in this movie. Um, obviously, if you have not seen Rocky, what are you doing? Go watch it, um, and don't tell me it's a ripoff of Creed because. Hello, it came out 40 years before that, so <laughs> you're being a moron. Um, Creed, Creed was wouldn't off. be here without Rocky, Creed guys. was ripped off of Rocky. Uh, yeah, I said it. Um, anyway. It was a spinoff. Ripoff. Um, it was a anyway. spinoff. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Don't hate me. Anyway. Um, you would have had to do another one of those bold statements if you I, said yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think the ending to Rocky is one of the most bold endings 
in a sports movie you could ever have. Um, and I just, I really, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. It's like, obviously it's on this list, but I just think it's so tight. Like the story is so tight. It feels so small. It's one of the best character pieces of all time. And I love it just for that because I can watch it and just discover something new about the character every time I watch it. Um, so I, I, that's why it's on this list. That's the bottom line. Okay. All right. Ozzy, what is your number five? My cousin Vinny. Okay. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, long time. Um, your mom ironically showed me that movie. Ironically. <laughs> that's showed me that's that very movie. strange. Um, but <laughs> ironically, yeah. I was over one time. She's like, Hey, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, okay. I watched the movie. I was like, this is actually pretty hilarious. It's, it's a very funny movie. It's, it's hilarious. It, it's a great laugh. Definitely a classic comedy to me personally. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It is hilarious. I I picture my uncle doing that for me. Just like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, and having no experience in yeah. the law field whatsoever. So it is a great movie. It is a fun time, and you should definitely give it a watch. Because it, it is still funny to this day. And it does reference like culture stuff that's still going on today. So yeah. I definitely give it a watch. All right. My number five is American Hustle. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Really? It is by far my favorite David O. Russell film. I, this movie gets a lot of hate because uh, critics loved it when it came out. And it got nominated for a lot of Oscars. And I think people were just like, oh, it's okay. I don't know what. Like, it's kind of like that punch or go after the big guy type things. Everyone saw that it was getting so well praised. And then they saw it and they're like, oh, it's not that good. You know, just to be anti-critics. But... It is that good. In my opinion, like, I love that movie. I think it's, might be my favorite Jennifer Lawrence performance. And, um, it's, it definitely, I know people might come after me for this because it's definitely my favorite Christian Bell performance. And I know people are like, oh, Batman and, or, oh, American Psycho, American Hustle. He is fantastic in that movie. He transforms. It took me about, at least 15 minutes into the movie to be like, is that, that's Christian Bale. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> Christian Bale. Like he transforms in that movie. And, um, this is the movie that made me fall in love with Amy Adams. Uh, like I, I always kind of liked Amy Adams, but this is the movie where I was like, Amy Adams, she is fantastic. And she's also very attractive. <laughs> um, but I, I love that movie. I think the story is great. The, just the energy that it has and David Russell's direction. It's almost like his love letter to Scorsese. And as you'll see on the rest of my list, I love Scorsese. So I I really did appreciate this movie. It's one of my favorites. Okay. All right. All right. Ozzy, you're number four. Captain America, civil war. Dude, you have way too much recency on this list. That's ridiculous. Dude, what do you want to do about it? What do you want to do about it? I love this movie. I love this movie. This this is my favorite superhero movie of all time, like I've told you before. I love this movie. You can hate on me all. You want Mr. Guardians of the freaking galaxy. Um, swerve. Spoiler alert. Anyways, you said did you that you numerous- swerve on this podcast? Yeah, I did. Swerve. That's, that's swerve. ridiculous. Swerve, bro. It's actually a song, too. It makes so. me hate you right now. It's a song, bro. <laughs> Anyways, no, I just really love this movie. It definitely adds depth to these characters that we've already known and loved before. You give me this face like, mm-hmm. but anyways, that's, that's look, I'm not going to argue about it being a great movie. I just think that it's ridiculous. That's on your favorites of all time list. Um, what do you want to do Carlos? It's my favorite. It, what, whatever. I, I don't have any, I have no way to argue. This I was in two number four. <laughs> um, Goodfellas, you know, a classic movie. We both have different tastes. What you want to do about it? <laughs> I'm not saying like we have the same taste when it comes to these movies that you're talking about. But favorite of all time is a yeah. little extreme. Is it's all my I'm saying. Favorite of all time. What do you want to do about it? Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Um, anyway, Goodfellas. I. It's my favorite mob movie. It's my favorite crime drama. It's my favorite Scorsese movie. It's just the the way that this movie is done. The pacing. The Again, the Scorsese style, the cinematography, 
it's got that tracking scene through the back of the restaurant is one of the most iconic scenes of all time or most iconic tracking scenes at least and just the rise and fall of this of Ray Liotta's character and um it's just it's so good the it feels so big yet you get so connected to these characters even though they're such horrible people and but at the same time you you feel for them you connect to them it's it's so good. It's one of the best movies of all time, and definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. So, like I said, love love me some Scorsese, and it's my favorite Scorsese by far. So, that okay. is that. Ozzy, what is your number three? Independence Day. Okay, okay, I can respect that. That movie was, I arguably for me, what that was like a start. That that was my first wow. In the movie, because I saw it as a kid, so I was like, my mom showed me as a kid. That was me saying, "Wow!" Like I, I did not know this could actually happen. I, oh, I remember I was like five, and I was like, "Mom, is, is New York gone?" <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so it was my first wow, and I'd say that's something. I think that was my first movie that honestly started me getting to like movies. Yeah. So, um, just the way it was shot, I loved the the CGI at the time was actually pretty good. And oh, it was. Will Smith in that movie was fantastic. <laughs> I, mean, I mentioned iconic scenes. That has one of the most iconic movie scenes of all time with the White House blowing up. Exactly. So I, lo- I really love that movie. Yeah. Still love this movie. I mean, it may be a, a fun movie just to watch now because, you know, I, I think I haven't really watched it lately. But it may, I mean, it, it may have its problems, but to me, it's 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 my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, hey, I can respect time. that, especially with you seeing it at such a young age. Like, of course, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my number three is one that w- I always considered the best Star Wars movie. But recently, after just watching the original trilogy a lot to get prepared for The Force Awakens, um, it became my favorite for or my favorite Star Wars movie. It's Empire Strikes Back. Um, the 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 emo- like this is Star Wars at its peak. This is when you think Star Wars, you think Empire Strikes Back. Not only for the iconic moments in the movie um with vader and luke obviously and Mm -hmm. then but just in my opinion it's the best lightsaber battle because it's not only good well choreographed it's got a lot of emotion behind it more emotion than anything in the prequels probably i know some people might argue episode three which i'm not gonna fight that too hard because it used to be my favorite lightsaber battle but Empire Strikes Back, it's got so many of the iconic, pl- the planets that we think of as iconic Star Wars planets, um, with Hoth and, uh, Dagobah. It introduces Yoda. It introduces the, the concept of a force go. It just brings in so much of the mainstream Star Wars that so many people love. And it's just, it's a masterpiece of a film. It just is. So to me, it's my favorite Star Wars movie by far. And I can't see anything touching it. I mean, I hope things touch it because I hope episode eight is as good, if not better than it. But it's it's the best Star Wars movie and my favorite. Okay. Can't argue that. All right. Let's go to your number two, Ozzy. Mine is Lion King. Dude, that's my number two as well. Up top. High five. <laughs> we just high five for those of you that did not hear it. Um, Lion King is the best animated movie of all time. In my opinion, it's definitely my favorite animated movie of all time. Um, Mine here too. I, uh, you, I'll let you take this and then I'm going to promote something right after. So just take it away. Frozen, I'm going to beat you up at this point. Like there's no, yeah, just, just go. <laughs> um, it, this has one of the arguably, one of the most iconic openings in so the cinematic yeah. history. I mean, that is that alone. That alone yeah. is arguably why it's one of the best. <laughs> is is why it's my favorite animation movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely. It just this is just. It was a fun time for me as a kid. Yeah. I really loved Timon and Pumbaa helping out Samba as a cub, and I just really loved the music. Yeah, the music still plays in my head. You know, who Akuna Matata and all yeah. that. So I had a ton of fun in this movie, and you know, we named our teacup 
<laughs> York after <Yeah>. now. So, <laughs> um, so that's how, that's how much you know I love this, yeah. this movie. So, and it's to a me, fantastic w- movie. What kind of puts this movie over the edge? Because all Disney movies have great songs and things like that, and a lot of fun. But the emotional chords of this movie is able to hit, and the connection that you feel to um, to Simba's father, to Mufasa. Yeah, and then with what happened, it's just like oh, it, it hits you right where, especially like, and this kind of goes into like why this is our these are our favorite lists. Like for me, I lost my father in two thousand nine, so that this movie holds like a special place in my heart, mm-hmm. and because. It was a movie that helped me out a lot in that time of my life. So that's why, for me, this is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. And I will still say that it's one of the best movies, the best um, animated movie. It is the best animated movie of all time. <laughs> um, so I, I I love this movie. And I actually wrote like an entire review of that on Letterboxd. So go to letterboxd.com slash true456 and find my review of... Um, the Lion King because I it's basically like my love letter to the Lion King. <laughs> I, I, I really long just check it out. Um, give it a read if you if you got a second. Um, all right, well let's move on to your number one, Ozzy. What do you got? My number one is Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. I knew this was going to be your number one, just like I think you know what mine is. Yeah. Um, like I'm not gonna fight you on this because I know how much not only you love this movie but you love that performance. So that performance in this movie is really what made me become me in a sense. Mm-hmm. This movie got me immediately. Like as soon as I saw this movie, I said, I said to my, I said to my parents, I said I want to be an actor. Like I want to mm-hmm. get into this business. And that movie has still stayed with me throughout my years of growing up. This movie is a fantastic movie to me. Had a ton of fun in this movie. Um, I think John, this made me really love Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And he is like definitely like one of my mentors when it comes to like acting, seeing him like on screen. I was like, wow, like he, like yeah. seeing black, seeing him in Black Mass was fantastic. And this movie, this movie has done a lot for me. I mean, I remember our ninth grade, like our ninth grade play. He's known as like the pirate <laughs> yeah, because like the, of his performance in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it, this movie's done a lot for me. Like so a lot, a lot of people forget that Johnny Depp was nominated for that role. Like people yeah. don't think of that, but he was nominated for that. And it, I know it's kind of become like, oh, Johnny Depp. That's all he does. He just plays different versions of Jack Sparrow. But. He was so good at the movie. Um, and people kind of take it for granted at this point, but I'm definitely with you on that. I, it's not anywhere near my favorite, but I completely get why for you it is. It makes tons of sense. What's your number one, Carlos? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've said that, I've talked about it on this podcast multiple times. It's my favorite movie of all time. Um, it, it just is. So, you know, it is what it is. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to talk about it even more. Go back and listen to our last, um, what, two episodes ago we did, um, favorite superhero movies? Yeah. Yeah. So check that out. If you want to hear me rave about this movie, I'm not going to continue to go into it, especially since we're at about 53 minutes right now. So <laughs> let's move on to our last segment here. That, well, that was our hashtag fave seven films. Hashtag fave seven films. There you go. <laughs> so there was that and, um, hashtag that and, uh, let us know what you thought or, or what you thought of our list and then give us yours what are your favorite seven films yeah guys let's, let's continue know. the hashtag no um anyway here anyway <laughs> carlos i'm judging you for your recency bias anyway so what like, i don't understand <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's move on to our last subject and this was something that i kind of came up with because i saw today um the day we're recording monday jennifer lawrence turned 26 26 can you believe she's only 26 year old um but also i saw a couple like i think it was early july margot robbie turned 26 so they're both around the same age so i thought i think this is a fun discussion let's see who is what who what do we think is the better actress and that's what we're talking about here We're, we're talking about who do we think is the better actress margot robbie or jennifer lawrence both around 26 so who, like, if you had, if, if someone came up to you and said, all right, we're making a big budget movie here and we need 
a strong female lead. And they don't tell you anything about the character, anything. Who are you going to say, I want her? Margot Robbie Robbie. or Jennifer Lawrence? Margot Robbie, hands down. All right. I don't think it's hands down. I think it's close. I would lean Jennifer Lawrence. I would lean Margot Robbie. But you're saying hands down. So why are you so Like, I'd fall down for... Okay, we're not talking about who's the most like, attractive. I'd be like, yo, yo all right, we're not we're going to this movie. I'm not, not even talking about attractiveness. At this okay, point. Um, no, I just the, the movies that I've seen her in, she's always done a great job. She's always in. She's always done a great job. She always holds her own against these legendary actors like today, mm-hmm. and I think she's done a great job. Not to say that La- Jennifer Lawrence hasn't done a great job, but to okay. me personally, Margot Robbie's performance have really stood out to me personally. And it seems like she has a lot more fun in her movies. Personally, from what I see, I mean, if I'm talking comparisons this year, X Men Apocalypse. Okay, Suicide well, that's Squad, ridiculous. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 it's not ridiculous because there are both disappointments this year. If we're going to be honest, okay. But um, to me, it seemed like uh, it seemed to me that Margot Robbie had fun in that film, and Jennifer. But that was a more movie. fun overall film. Like, it doesn't matter. Apocalypse you wasn't still, trying to be a fun film. I'm not saying, no, but you, there's still enjoyment to be had in that, in the role that you're playing. You know what I mean? Like, I've played, like, I've played a, a serious role before, but there's still, but I still have fun in that role. I, t- I get why, that role. okay. I get why you're comparing those performances, right? Cause they're both villain-ish, like, anti-hero characters in a superhero movie. I get that. But to me, that's completely, first of all, unfair because, Number one, she's played this. She, Jennifer Lawrence has played that character before, and she's done fantastic as that character before. She's had yes. No, no, no. I'm shaking my head just because. <laughs> of other things, but go ahead. She has done great as that character before. This past movie obviously wasn't her best, but the fact is, Jennifer Lawrence has put out, put out a lot more movies than Margot Robbie has at this point. So of course, there's a higher probability that she's going to have a miss in there. She just does. I mean, if Margot Robbie keeps putting out movies at the rate Jennifer Lawrence does, then I'm sure Margot Robbie's going to have a miss at some point. So, of course, we're all going to be all like, oh, she was not good in X-Men Apocalypse. Sure, that's her miss. Whatever. One in, like, 20 films that she's made already. I, I don't see that that's that big of a deal. I'm not saying it's that big of a deal. I, yeah, I'm just, like, I don't think that's a fair, like, to pick out her one bad one and compare it to one of Margot Robbie's three movies that you've seen is not, that's not fair. That's that's what I'm saying. It's not fair I'm to just compare it, those I'm specific roles. I'm two movies that, were, that came out this year. I, I guess. That's what, I, what that's, I'm doing. I see why you're doing it, but I don't think it's a fair comparison. Um, completely fair comparison. They I, both came out this anyway. Do about it, like. but let's talk about some. Let's talk about pedigree here, and this is why I would definitely lean Jennifer Lawrence. Is she, she's got? You want to talk about the numbers? I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has four Oscar nominations and an Oscar win. I mean, that's okay. at twenty six. Okay. Four Oscar nominations. That's insane. The and the amount of just great performances she's pushed out is incredible, and. I just think, like, Margot Robbie has never been not, like, I do think she could have easily, and I think it's absurd that she wasn't nominated for Wolf of Wall Street. But she wasn't. She has yet to be nominated, and... Okay, but you can, you can argue that with anything at this point. I mean, for example, Will Smith, we all know he's a great actor, and I think he's a t- very talented actor. I think he should have, I think he honestly should have won an Oscar by now, but... I mean, he hasn't. But, but nominations really are nominations are what re, like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that, that mean personally to me. I mean, it doesn't. I'm just saying those are those, those. These are facts. She's been nominated four times. But you want to talk about her performances? You haven't seen American Hustle, but oh my gosh, she is fantastic in that movie. I'm not saying she's not fantastic. No, 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 at no. All. I know, but I'm saying why she's better. She's shown, she's shown so much versatility. American Hustle. She plays this intense, kind of crazy, like she's just so, it's almost over the top, but it's not because it fits that movie, so it's different. But she plays such a big character in that. And then you go to 
Silver Linings Playbook, another David O. Russell movie, the one she won the Oscar for. Mm-hmm. She, she is so reserved in that movie, but at the same time, she's got that craziness to her. And she plays that crazy incredibly well. And I just, and then you want, you go to Winter's Bone, a completely different character, a more serious character, and a more kind of dark character. Um, she's just got so much range to her. That's why, look, we've seen, and yes, I think they both play crazy very well because Harley Quinn, crazy. (laughs) And, uh, and the, her character in Wolf of Wall Street is a different kind of crazy, but she's still crazy. And I think that they both play that really well, but Jennifer Lawrence has shown the range that we just, because of the amount of performances, we have not seen from Margot Robbie yet. We haven't seen that range yet. Then it's not really fair to compare the two if you haven't really seen the range then. But we're doing it. I'm just, that's why I'm saying, I'm just saying that's why I would lean that way. So what, your argument is that we shouldn't be having the argument? That's a ridiculous argument. (laughs) We shouldn't be having this argument, guys. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, no, I mean, to me personally, I would lean toward more towards Margot Robbie just because again, just like you stated, we haven't seen a full range of what Margot Robbie can do. But why is that a reason to say she like, because I've actually, cause I've, I've enjoyed like, to me, it just seems like she's just a better overall, like not overall performer. Cause I have, I really do love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's fantastic. But I've, I don't know, man. I just prefer Margot Robbie, dude. She is, she did great. She did a fantastic job in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, she did. I'm not going to argue that. Almost stole the show on, um, on Suicide Squad. Um, she was probably one of the best parts in Suicide Squad, to be honest. Um, she was a great, she, she did great in, I think it was, um, was that Will Smith movie? Focus. Um, Focus, yeah. Her chemistry with Will Smith is fantastic, and I think it's comparable to Jennifer Lawrence's chemistry with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they every time those like Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, they work well together. Yeah, as, as long you know, along with uh, Margot Robbie and and uh, Will Smith, um, you know, they they both do mm-hmm. have great chemistry with these older actors and. Who are at their prime right now. I mean, they, they both do an amazing job, but personally for me, I would go with Margot Robbie. Cause just because I think because I also haven't seen her full scale yet. And I'm interesting. I'm interested yeah, to also really that, see where she can go because I think she has great potential. Everything that I've seen her in. We're not talking about who has wait, most potential. I'm not, ta- I'm not done. Everything that I've seen her in, I've loved her in so far. I've really loved her in. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a miss yet. And that, yeah, it could be because she's made, she's made less. But I really, I really do love Margot Robbie, so that's why I would lean towards Margot Robbie. I, I just think with the range and just we've never seen Margot Robbie uh, to an extent. I guess you can say Suicide Squad, but there's other pieces there. But we've never seen Margot Robbie completely lift up a film and make it and lift it to another level. In Suicide Squad, maybe. I can maybe give you that. But there's Will Smith. Jai Courtney's performance is great. And um, Viola Davis. There's other pieces there that are also very good. But let me tell you something about Joy, which came out last year. Look, David Russell is one of my favorite directors. That movie was not very good. And it would have been flat out bad if it wasn't for Jennifer Lawrence's performance. She lifted a movie from bad to okay slash good-ish. But oh, pretty much just okay. She lifted a movie. She was the only reason that movie was worth watching. She got nominated for a role in a not very good movie. To me, that just speaks to the level of performer that she is. She was able to lift a movie from being not good. That that we've never seen that from Margot Robbie. And I guess I get where you're coming from. We just there's more unknown there, so it's more attractive, you know. Because so I guess if we're putting ourselves in this casting situation, maybe you go with Margot Robbie because you're like, ooh, I don't know what I'm getting. It's it's more exciting, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but for Gen- to me, Jennifer Lawrence is the known quantity, and what we know is that she's great. I can give you that argument, yeah. 
I can give you that. All right. Well, this was uh, that was a fun debate. I, I really think that we should have more of these like actor debates sometime. We'll we'll see what comes around. Um, but let's move into our um, recommendations, Ozzy. I'm gonna recommend "She's Out of My League." That was out of left field, but okay. <laughs> to me, that movie is hilarious. Okay, I love this movie. This movie is hilarious and. It's kind of like a bro movie, you know. You sit down with your if you're a guy, you sit down and you watch this movie with you with you with your bros. If you're a girl and you watch this movie, you see how much douches there are out there in the world. Um, you know, it's still a fun movie the way around. I really did like this movie, and you know, I think you guys should check it out. All right, a good good recommendation there, Ozzy. Um, what I'm going to recommend is Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a movie that was nominated for Best Picture last year, and it is the Best Picture mo- nominated movie that nobody saw. <laughs> and I think that's I haven't a, even heard of it. That is a shame um, on both counts. You not hearing it and people not seeing <laughs> seeing it. Um, and it is now out on HBO. So watch it, watch it, watch it. It is a great movie, fantastic date movie. Have your girl in, check it out. It's one of the, it was one of the best movies of last year. Definitely deserved its nomination. And Sorshi, I can never remember how to say it. Sorsha Ronan is, um, she deserved her nomination as well. She was fantastic in it. Um, Donald Gleason was in it as well. It's just great cast. Oh, no, no, what are you talking about? Great movie. Check it out. Watch it on HBO. Okay. More people need to see it. <laughs> All right, Carlos. Where can they find? Where can people find you on social media? Um, and Twitter at Cherry Five Five Six, and make sure you follow us on Instagram at Screenfellas. All right, and we we might do a Screenfellas Twitter. Account. Yeah, we're well, not sure we're about that. Figuring but we're, that out, but you might do it's, that. It's an option, guys. It's it might happen. It it's might probably not happen. Gonna happen. It's like it's like a good seventy percent. You should probably snag up at Screenfellas and the way he takes it. <laughs> anyway, all, all right. right. Um, people can find me at Castro Ozzy Seven on Twitter. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Guys, this is Screenfellas. Bye.